should listen to Man, what they talking about they talking I got about? my hand up on that knob Trying to figure trying out to figure It out. doesn't matter who's the guest or what's the subject what? Cause they keep it 100 and them callers love it The real show got you tuned in, race action Like a bad chick texting what's happening They ain't hitting 5 o'clock news The whole stupid blunt sharing their point of view They going in, man, cause they ain't got no filter Cause they keep it 100, that's why we messing with you Got you up to date with the latest with music and what's trending, that's basic On primetime hours, you can never go wrong And get night with music and what's going on In your neck of the woods like, hey I'll roll on today like Feel it entertained with the radio show Super Thursday, take another, let them know Let them telephone rings, yeah, I'm on this thing Thank you for hitting the download button or whatever button it is there for you to listen to whatever it is we're doing here. But, no, thanks for listening to the radio show another Tuesday, hanging with you. So check this out. Got M16 here and got my man EZ. So it's just us right now, but this isn't the aftermath. I'm so confused. Um, well... I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and be the bearer of bad news. We we let everybody go. We let everybody go, and it's just me and you going forward. Is that believable enough? It's not. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's just us. Yeah. So it's the, the rare radio show where it's just the two of us because the rest of our hosts, you know, life happens, you know, but... It was like, hey, you know, keep it going, and we'll try it again next week. So that's what we're doing. We're keeping it going. So, again, thank you to everybody who took the time out of their day, no matter what time you're listening to this, to actually listen to this. We definitely appreciate that. And, um, you know, easy and I, you know, we've been at this for a second, so we feel like we got something, you know, a good show here for you to entertain you while you're at work or cleaning or whatever it is that you choose to Spend your time listening to this doing, but uh, easy man, what's going on, man? How you how you feeling, man? Um, if you're in the Atlanta area, if you're listening to this, that weather's starting to take a turn out there, man. Yeah, it's definitely uh, getting cold out here. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm indifferent on the cold. Like some days I'm with it, some days I hate it. Right now I'm not feeling it because I just bought a bike and I felt like I needed more time with my bike before it got cold. But it is what it is. No, I'm, I'm I'm with the cold as long as I don't have to be out in it. Like it could do whatever it wants outside. It could be a monsoon out there. As long as I'm so, inside so, the so house. So you're not with it then. Oh, so that's my way of saying I'm not with it because it's like, hey, it could do whatever outside as long as I'm not in it. Yeah, that's like saying I like you, but I just never want to be in the same room with you. 
Oh. Okay, I never looked at it like that. So I guess I ain't with the cold. Man. But it, 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 the way, based on the way it's trending right now, it's going to be a real cold-ass winter. So, you know, there's that part. So, is that what Donald Trump says, or is that what the scientists say? Do do do. I don't know. You know, per that, you can't trust the scientists. But we got a few places that we could start because it just dawned on me that there's a few things that we could talk about here because we definitely gonna have to get into it's it's hate week, so we definitely got to get into Saints Falcons at some point during this show because that's going down this weekend. And no matter what the records are, that's always you know if you're you know, if you listen to the show and you're you live in Atlanta, you're from Atlanta, or you're listening to this show and you're from Easy and our neck of the wood in the Bayou out there, this is the biggest game. The biggest games of the year are against Atlanta. If you're a Saints fan, and vice versa, if you're a Falcon fan, this is the biggest game. So uh, we're gonna definitely have to find some time to talk about that. But I wanted to start in a place uh, that, well, it's been looming all over everything for months and months and months. And that's this pandemic, easy. And the thing about the pandemic is that the Rona is like running rampant, like, like never before. It seems like cases keep going up. Things seem to be getting worse before they get better, and it doesn't look like there's an end in sight. At least until there's a transition change, as far as you know, Biden getting in office and trying to fix this thing. But um, with the way things are going, and some other countries are starting to you know, tighten down the restrictions and lockdowns or anything like that. Is there any way possible in your mind, bro, do you see America ever taking a chance and just like, we need to shut this down the right way, not having all these essential businesses open that they consider essential, shut it down, and let's try to kill this thing off. Do you feel like once the new administration takes over that there will be a second sort of shelter in place going on nationwide? Uh, I don't see that happening, um, but I could be wrong. Um, I just think that at this point, number one, I don't think it's a popular thing. And, you know, who cares about popular when health and safety is involved, right? But right, I just don't think that Joe Biden's going to come in and just, Hey, I'm inaugurated. Time to shut the country down. I just don't think that that's something he wants to do, um, especially when he just got in office and he's trying to keep those approval ratings at a decent spot while he tries to, you know, fix the country. So, yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, but we are seeing where states are starting to bring back in restrictions. Um, You know, New Jersey, for example, is a state that is now starting to restrict indoor activities again, Um, weddings, concerts, uh, church services, things like that. Um, In Philly, which is, you know, not a state, but a city, apparently the mayor there is starting to put restrictions back in place. So I think you'll start to see things like that, Um, but I don't think we would go as far as a nationwide shutdown just because, um, you know, quick civic lessons. Yes. Um, the president is the number one guy in the land, but you know, there's checks and balances. So he could say, Hey, this is what we're going to do 
But, you know, the states have the power to say that's not what we're going to do. You know, they have the option. It's kind of like, um, you know, every state expanding Medicaid through Obamacare. Every state had the option, whereas it wasn't mandated by every state. So it's kind of the same thing here. It's up to the governors. So with us living in Georgia, it's definitely not happening. I don't think we're closing again. Um, would really be shocked and to be honest, knock on wood, Georgia, with this whole second wave going on, hasn't really been that bad compared to what it was um, in, you know, May or June. I'm, I'm concerned, though, at the fact that people talk about the shelter in place and the lockdown and all that, but how locked down were we fully, though? Like, how how... To me, it didn't seem really airtight because there was so many uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? It was so many, like – There's a lot of loopholes, uh, you know. Yeah. You, you talk about yeah. – you know, we've talked about this before. You know, the word – the term essential business was used very loosely. Um, and, you know, you can make arguments for what's essential, what's not essential. But I feel like when you live in a, a country like the U.S. where we have, you know – but we're not living in third world conditions. And if the Wi-Fi is out for an hour, that's a travesty. Um, the term is probably even more watered down. Um, so, you know, to your point, I think what you were trying to get to was there were a lot of things that were deemed essential that I don't know if you could argue were actually essential. Like, you know, the cleaners. Right. I'm not talking about a laundromat. I'm talking about the cleaners. Um, and then I'm sure there's some other things that we think of. Oh, I can, one comes to mind right now, even though I was here for it, which was lawn services. Look, my grass was getting cut on like every other week because lawn services were operating as an essential business. So I'm not, you know, some of that stuff I was here for because it didn't involve me having to do anything. But I guess my, my, my point I was getting at about the loopholes was that let's use Georgia for an example. Georgia was one of the last states to put a shelter-in-place order in. And then this state was the very first to, quote, open back up after, what was it, like three weeks? And people weren't staying in the house like they should have. I mean, yeah, I mean, folks was, you know, not doing as much as they could, you know, because I guess authorities were watching that. But, man, people were still going to visit people. I know folks that were still having gatherings at, at home. It's like people don't want to – it's like I don't understand how people got so restless. And with COVID, it's like – we talked about this before, that people in America just literally got tired of being at the house and decided it was over. Like, you know what? We got to get back to our lives. But it's still out there. It's still – we still got the anti-maskers. It's it's just too much, man. And I, I just feel like it's so many things that, you know, you assume that the president could just make happen, but a lot of things are done at the state level or at the, you know, the local government level. Just like, you know, a, a nationwide mask mandate. Is that even enforceable? Like, he could say it, but... If the local I government think, doesn't I want to cooperate, in, is that is that even enforceable? I think it's enforceable. I think 
<clears throat> I think you would probably enforce it like a um, like a parking ticket or a citation. Like, okay, you didn't wear a mask, so you got to pay like a two hundred dollar fine. And there's some people, like I mean, even people with like seat belts. I know some people that they'll pay for a ticket for not wearing the seatbelt every time because they don't like wearing the seatbelt. So you could see some people like that come into the fold, but I think that's the only way you could really enforce it. Like, are you really going to make somebody go to jail for not wearing a mask? Probably not. Well, and as much as all you'd have to do, is, you'd have to find me one time, bro. Like seriously, you know, I, can you imagine like coming home and you telling your wife or your girlfriend, "Hey, you know, I forgot my mask," and you get like a five hundred dollar fine because you didn't wear your mask? That'll be enough to turn me around one good time. Or even if it was two hundred dollars, it'll turn me around. I don't understand. Okay, this is the whole thing with me. People want to get back to however life was before this virus hit so bad. But yet they don't want to sit their ass at the house and let it take its course or stay away from people so the virus dies off or wear a mask. Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't be out here living like it ain't out here and then get mad when they shut it down. Like, it just don't make any sense. And some of these businesses are just, like, dying off. And sometimes the arrogance of it is just, like, it's it's crazy. Like, why are they still dropping movies in theaters right now? Like, Who's going to the movies? Do you know any of your friends that have been to the movies since all this has popped off? Probably not. No, but, no, but, you know, will they shut down movie theaters again? I don't think that's going to happen. I think the worst thing, and I mean, it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing at the same time, is the news that these two vaccines are like, you know, nine out of ten times working. And effective, which is basically kind of like a heads up, like, hey, guys, it's almost over because, you know, we have these two vaccines that are, you know, nine times out of ten, they're supposed to work. And I think that's good news. But at the same time, I think people are looking at it and going, oh, shit, we about to get a vaccine. It's, it's, it's time to get this party back started. It's time okay, to get back so to some normal stuff. Okay, so first off, let me get on my high, high horse here. So first off. Since when was a vaccine a cure? You get the flu shot every year. Do you not, Easy? I do. But do you do you not I get do you get the flu shot? Yeah. Okay. I got I got it. You do get it. Okay. Sure. Okay. So the flu shot is not this immunity to oh, Easy, you got the flu shot, so that means you're immune to it. That's not what that means. It means that you have a a, a better chance of not getting it, but it's not the cure, and you know, people are walking around like saying, yeah, if we can get the vaccine, it'll be all good. But it's like, it's a few things with that. So first off, and I've said this before, and I keep saying it until I can't no more. There ain't nowhere in the world I'm taking a hastily made vaccine that was made during the Trump administration. Fuck that. Okay? Well, Not I mean, doing just at real, all. Real quick, real quick. Trump has nothing to do with how it's made. You know, it has everything to do with the respective company that's making it um you know trump can push it as hard as he as he wants but i would think that a respectable pharma company like pfizer or madera they wouldn't put that out until they get approval from the fda and you know make sure it's not gonna turn you into a mutant or anything like that 
you know, it's kind of so, like Trump right now saying that he won the election, but we all know that that's not the case. This is the same thing here. He can try to rush the vaccine all he wants, but, you know, these, you know, well, he wants, if you're he Pfizer, to rush you want to go to the credit. Right. But, you know, if you're Pfizer, do you want to hurry up and, you know, put a vaccine out there and then end up in a courtroom paying a $5 billion fine because the the shit didn't work or, it, you know, turn people into werewolves or something? Yeah, I just... Probably not. All right. So, all right. So, easy. Remember, okay. This is probably your timeline. Remember the movie Bird Box that came out on Netflix? Yeah. And remember how a bunch of people was probably on your timeline saying something to this effect? Well, why didn't they just stay in the house? What the hell is their problem? If you know the shit is outside, why go outside? Now, what is everybody doing while there's bird box going on outside? They want to take their ass outside. They want to gather for shit. And then all of a sudden, you get the news that this vaccine comes out or is, is almost ready for production. Trump's pissed off because it comes after the election because he wanted to swoop in and be the hero and say he has something to do with it. But the vaccine ain't the end of it, man. I mean, Dr. Fauci has been saying this for like almost a year. Wear your mask, social distance, stay at home as much as you can. Telecommute if you can get away with it. Not go gather and do a bunch of shit. So what I'm saying is I think people are getting it twisted that vaccine equals cure when it comes to this, and it don't. And I just, that part, I cannot wrap my mind around. I fit that in the same category as why everybody went out and bought a bunch of tissue and and paper towels during this shit. And any day now, like I said, any day now, somebody's going to explain to me the reason behind that. The the explanation is coming any day now, easy. Any day somebody's going to let me know why that happened. But I just, I cannot wrap my mind around why the government can't come to, like, okay, would you agree that this is their mentality? And I'm not going to say they like it's just Republicans or it's just Democrats. We're just talking about the government in general, where they're saying, well, the country's open. People can go to work. They just have to be careful. Why should they get another stimulus? Why another $1,200? Why the, uh, the increased unemployment? But for some people, it's just simply not safe for them to go to work in the arenas that they work in. Like, they're not taking into consideration the people that are going out there who have immune deficiency, you know, autoimmune diseases that are more susceptible to this, where if they catch it, they could die. I mean, that could happen to any one of us, but I'm saying some people are more vulnerable than others. So right. we know the government got money. So why, I mean, it's, it's an eight-month pandemic going on. We're going into like the ninth month of this pandemic. And they literally gave everybody – Twelve to $1,700 and said, here you go, you can fuck right off. If they really are serious about letting this, you know, be done, why can't the government for a short period of time help people out in this manner? Give multiple stimulus checks so everybody has an incentive to stay at home, social distance, and have a proper lockdown. Am I am I being too logical about this? Please, this, you usually shoot me down when I'm I'm going off the off the you know the deep end with this. No, I mean what you're saying makes sense, right? Like, um, but again, <laughs> golly, you're gonna get me on a tangent. But like, we're the only country that makes everything controversial, um, or political, you know. Other countries, hey, wear a mask. Okay, cool. I'm protecting myself from wearing a mask. 
America, we're like, oh, I'm not being told what to do. This is my right to not wear a mask. Like, and it's the same thing with, you know, our officials in Congress. They could have sent 1200 bucks every month since the pandemic started. And Jeff in Des Moines is looking at me and going, well, Ezra, that is going to hurt, um, continue to hurt our continuous debt that the United States has. And I say to Jeff in Des Moines, you're already, you know, call it $9 trillion in debt. I don't know what it is. I don't know the number. What is another trillion dollars in debt going to do to you? Like, it's like the equivalent of using your credit card. You already have spent $1,300 out of your $5,000 credit card limit. What is a $40 purchase of gas going to do? Probably not much. Same thing here. The bucket. Right. So why are you worried about a $9 trillion debt situation and nobody says, like, hey, this is the deadline to pay it, and to be honest, I'm not even sure who exactly we owe, but anyways, it's like every time we try to come up with solutions for this that make, you know, complete sense, it's always met by some kind of opposition that, in my opinion, seems very political. And I'm talking about both sides on this. You know, the Democrats brought a bill to the table. The Republicans said, we don't want it. It's too much money. We need to lower it. We need to add this. We need to add that. Republicans come with a plan, different dollar amount. Democrats say, well, we want this in it. We want that in it. Like, yo, unless you're giving more loans to, like, businesses and small businesses that need it, just give the people that need the money some money. I'm not even asking for another check. You know, will will we take the money? Absolutely. But at at this point, you need to just help the people that are really, like, suffering. And, you know, no offense to the airline companies, but I'm pretty sure they got a lot of money saved up. And I know they're losing, like, a billion dollars a quarter. But I don't know if they really need loans right now. I think they'll be okay. But I could be wrong. I could I just want this virus over, man. And if everybody is so serious about wanting it over so you can go to dinner with your family without having to wear a mask and go to the movies again and all the other things that you want to do, if you really, like, if okay, we've, I think we've gotten past the point where this hoax thing, like, people need to stop with coronavirus is fucking real. So if you want these people walking around saying that it's a hoax, stop, okay? Just knock it off because... If it was a Democratic host, then it would have disappeared the moment Biden was elected. Well, guess what? It's still here because that shit is real. And I just don't understand. If that intensity for getting things back to way, the way that you want them to be, and, I mean, the Lord works in mysterious ways. He literally gave you the pandemic that anybody would wish for. Not saying that we want people to die. That's not what I'm saying, or people to be sick. But with all these things at your fingertips, you got high-speed internet, you got Netflix, Hulu, Uber Eats. You literally don't have to leave your house. Instacart will bring you groceries. All you had to do was sit your fat ass at home and watch movies and eat snacks and wait for it to blow over, and you couldn't even do that. You just couldn't because you had to go out somewhere. You had to go to Family Dollar in person. You just had to. I don't – I just – 
I'm just sorry if I sound kind of tipsy because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the logic behind that. It makes no sense to me, and it won't make any sense to me because I just feel like the best way possible for this to happen would be because I, I would be all for another lockdown of the of, of the country, like full, like keep the hospitals open, obviously, you know, law enforcement, doctors, people who are really essential. Now, I understand grocery stores, yes, they have to be open. They're essential. People have to eat. I get that. But do all these other places really need to be open? Like, does Top Golf need to be open right now? Like, seriously. During a lockdown, does, no. does Top Golf need to be open? No. All right. No, no I, disrespect to Top Golf is fun, but you get what I'm saying. Right, right. So, I, I, I don't know what it's going to take for it. Like, we. we we're starting to not look so silly to other countries. And I think I want to, at some point, um, doing some housekeeping on the air, I want to um, talk to Stuart Gassi again since he lives out of the country. And I just want to ask him, because we, we kind of talked about it a couple of times, before, the other couple of times he was on the show. But I want to talk to him specifically about how people that he knows as he interacts since he's living in Vietnam, how people look at the U.S. and how we're handling the coronavirus. I want to, I want to, know about that. So I'm uh, going to hit Stuart up and see when he's available again. Come on another aftermath so we can just get a view from someone who doesn't live in this country, how they're looking at it. Because they got to be looking at us kind of sideways, right? Like, that's got to be the case. Am I not wrong? Yeah, I mean, between us and Europe, I don't know which one's worse. I mean, it's, it's bad, man, but I just, I don't know. I could go on a on a rant about this for a whole ten shows, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna try to keep it in and just. Uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna stop. This concludes Rona talk for now. I'm gonna give ourselves a high budget applause. But I reserve the right to snap about America's stupidity at any point in time. You know I'll do it. You know I'll be looking for a reason to rant. Yes, yes, you do. I don't need any help. Anyway, thanks to everybody out there listening to the radio show. We definitely appreciate you. Um, Again, we're down four out of our six hosts, uh, Cujo, Tiki Blue, ATL Diva, The Jerk, all on the sidelines tonight. We're hoping, fingers crossed, that we get everybody back next week and we'll be back on YouTube. But until then, we'll keep filling up your ear with these audio-only podcasts, try to, you know, supply something for you to listen to. Plus, we enjoy doing this shit, so it goes, you know, both ways. Um, coming up, uh, we got a triple play of great artists. Got some music here for you to check out. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, easy, we have a, an important matter to discuss, and that important matter, as I mentioned earlier, is the Saints versus the Falcons because that's some serious-ass business going on, and we're going to talk some sports for a little while. Do we got a one guy to go tonight? I know it's just us, but do we got one? Sure, I, I got one for it. Cool. So we're trying to keep some bit of normalcy. No snack plug tonight, obviously, because there's no Cujo here. And um, no hair and fashion tips because there's no Diva. But that's okay because we still got plenty left in the tank to, to get us through this episode. So uh, coming up in this triple play of music from uh, three great artists, uh, the first song is uh, from an artist, an artist, if I can talk. Uh, her name is Carrie Ann Sane. She got a song called Runaway. Then uh, the next song after that is going to be from 
uh, somebody who's uh, a friend of the show, friend of mine, Tory Blue, goddamn thing. And then we're going to finish this off with another person who is a a friend of the show, I would say. <laughs> Edson Sean has got a song, Face to Face. So we're going to play those three. And again, you know, if you hear these songs and you forget the name, the names of the song and the names of the artists will be in the podcast description. So you can search them out on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, Amazon, whatever it is you use, they're available on there. So make sure you support these great artists because they're trying to make it out here. So, like I said, when we come back, Easy and I are going to shoot the breeze about the Saints against the Falcons. I mean, I'm sorry if you're listening in another country or another state and you don't care about the Saints and the Falcons because we're still going to talk about it. Because, yeah, your team is probably – well, I'll say your team is probably better than the Falcons, but your team is probably not better than the Saints. Well, no. Stuart Gassie, he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So his team's better than us right now. Because what are they? They're like 8-1 and one or something like that? Something godly. Yeah, and, I, and I like their quarterback. Shout out to Pat Mahomes. So that's one thing. Anybody, any other friends of the show that we know that their teams might be better than ours right now? Well, it's definitely not the uh, jerking in the Broncos. Mm-mm. T, uh, Detroit Black and his Detroit Lions. Mm-mm. Not so much. Nope. nope. Um, Essence Sean's a New York Giants fan. But he's still in the hunt over there, though, man, because of the division. Man, look. Can we just not have any of those teams in? Man, one of them teams is getting a home game. But we, we, we're we going to, like I said, we're going to shoot the breeze about some sports. Let's get into this music, though. And um, we hope you all enjoy this. So just remember and never forget, you're not just listening to a radio show or some radio show, you're listening to the radio show. So check out these songs, and we'll be right back in just a second.
Where is the love of 
high budget applause bringing you back to the radio show. We definitely appreciate you listening. Got EZ and M16 hanging out with you. The rest of the crew is MIA, but we'll be back soon. All right. Just got done, EZ, breaking out a triple play of some very fine who people need to be checking for. So you just heard from Carrie Ann Sang, Run Away, Tory Blue, Goddamn Thing, and Edson Sean Face to Face. And, you know, just like I was saying beforehand, if you like those songs, you want to add them to your playlist, they're on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, all those. Just search them out. We got that in the podcast description for you to go uh, check them out. All right, easy. back with more show, man. So we were teasing before the break after uh, we had our discussion about the vaccine and potential lockdowns and all that shit. Let's get down to what's really going on in that series. Some serious business that's going on this Sunday. And I could say throw the records out the window. I don't want to throw our record out the window because we're actually, you know, good. But Falcons, <laughs> man, they always around the they always around the mess up shit. They got the Saints and the Falcons, and if you're for the uninitiated, the Saints and the Falcons are we're each other's biggest rival. And as a matter of fact, it's an underrated rivalry in sports. So anybody who tries to say that they don't know what Saints and Falcons is about, just talk to the fans of the team. You'll know, all right? I know we don't get the storied, you know, big time, you know, oh, man, it's, you know, the Packers and the Bears or, you know, the Cowboys and the Redskins. Who gives a shit? Saints-Falcons is where it's at. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So, easy. here we are, man. You know, we're 7-2. and two. Um, I know Drew Brees is, is hurt, but, you know, we proved last year that we can still keep it moving. Even if Drew's hurt, we can stay afloat. We have a good overall team. But here come the damn Falcons, man. Last year they fucked us up, man. We were doing all right. You know, we played them last year. And losing to them, man, it cost us a bye week and ultimately – it got us out of the playoffs because we had to end up playing a wild card weekend. Instead of having a bye week, we had to go on the ro- well. We didn't go on the road, but we had to play on wild card weekend with 13 wins. So here come the Falcons. They ain't shit. They ain't going nowhere. And this is the perfect opportunity for them to mess up somebody who is going somewhere. So please explain to me why I should not be paranoid this week and why we're gonna whip that ass. But we should be very concerned. Um, wow, you would give me the difficult task of trying to explain this to you. Um, so let's, let's walk through it. Um, on the Atlanta side, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are both healthy and expected to play as far as I know. Um, Atlanta's coming off of a bye. Um, if I'm not mistaken, last year, I think we were both coming off byes when they destroyed us in the dome. Yep. Um, on our side. Starting quarterbacks hurt. <laughs> um, there is no crowd in the dome this go round. Um, so there's not really a lot I can tell you off the rip that would make you not be nervous about it because it's Atlanta. And as much as we hate Atlanta, you know, games like this, you can throw the record out of the door. That, you know, uh, good it, it really is the the definition of a rivalry. Even if you break it down by where the players are from, 
that's what makes it even more crazy because, you know, a lot of um, Falcons players have Louisiana roots, and a lot of Saints players have Atlanta or Georgia roots. So that's what makes it even more interesting, if you will. Um, But I will say this, and, you know, I'm not a homer by any means of the word, but I think last year with Teddy Bridgewater being, you know, playing those six games for us, I think it really doesn't panic me as much or worry me as much that Drew's out again and, you know, now we have Jameis Winston, um, who I'm guessing Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback. They're trying to make it a controversy, but newsflash, no I think we, I think Jameis is going to start, and I think um, Taysom Hill is still going to be the gadget guy, come in for a few snaps here and there. With that being said, yeah, we, um, I hope I don't eat this because I think it's the first time I'm ever going public on something like this. But I actually like Jameis Winston. I think he's a good quarterback. I think that at 26 years old, he still has a lot to prove and a lot that he can get better on. And I think that the Saints is a good place to fix some of those things. Um, I think for him, this is an audition for him to be our quarterback of the future. Um, You've said it before. I've been hesitant to say it, but it's probably true. I think this is Drew's last year. And I fully, like a lot of Saints fans, I don't really know if Taysom Hill's the guy. None of us really know. I think Sean Payton has an idea, but none of us really know. With that being said, I really feel like this is a good opportunity for Jameis to come out, um, play well, and really just kind of keep us, as you like to say, just just keep us floating, keep us where we need to be. We don't need to, you know, light the world on fire, but if we do anything remotely close to Teddy Bridgewater's 6-0 and tenure, then we're going to be just fine. Yeah, I I'm I feel like other people are making a bigger deal about Drew Brees being out than Saints fans are. Like, would we rather him be in there? Sure, because you know he knows how to run this offense. Been in this offense for 15 years. Um, I've been now. I don't want to say like I've been a critic of Drew. I haven't been. I've just been calling his decline before everybody got on that bandwagon. I've been saying this for forever that hey. He's not what he once was, where he was Superman every week, and then it became Superman a few weeks out of the year to now it's a couple of games a year where he reminds you of what he used to be or what he could be. Um, even though uh, my little brother here came after me when I mentioned this like four or five years ago, and I was like, Drew's starting to kind of decline a little bit. You're like, bullshit. I'm like, yeah, he kind of is. But with the team that's built up around him, I feel more confident in the fact that we can win this game. The, the, the big key in all this is Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's what makes everything go. Um, as long as we have Alvin, Alvin Kamara out there healthy and the way he's been playing, we got a shot, man. Michael Thomas is back out there. And the thing with Jameis Winston is we don't need him to sling it all around. I mean, maybe Sean Payton will open it up for him if he feels comfortable with him and he feels like 
you know, he can trust him to do it. But all Jameis Winston has to do is not turn the ball over. He don't turn it over. He lets Kamara do his thing. Hits Michael Thomas, you know, let Harris get a few, you know, good returns in. I mean, we can win this game. It's not like we're talking about, like, we're this 7-2 team that just depends on we have to have Drew Brees to go. We proved last year that that's not the case. Teddy Bridgewater came in. He was 5-0. and um, You know, so I don't I don't understand where that comes from. Now, our, our, our boys, man, our guys from ZZ Talk, Zeus and Zeno, it seems like Zeus is a little bit more realistic about the Falcons' chances where Zeno, <laughs> for some strange reason, I, I don't understand, I still don't understand this, that um, he feels like they could make <laughs> make a run at it. And my question is, for what? Where are you going? Like, you're going to fight Man. hard. Where, but for what? What's the point? I, I will There's think no. this. They're going to be in every game for the rest of the year. They, they, I don't think they've gotten dragged yet this year or blown out. They've been in every game this year because they still have a really good offense. And Todd Gurley's been, I think, a lot better than people expected, you know, with the concerns about his knee and everything like that. They're going to be in every game. They're going to be competitive. Um, but they're not going – Nine and seven, and making a run at the playoffs. This is not happening. Um, you know, they're not even going eight and eight. I mean, this team screams five and eleven. It might be a competitive right. five and, and eleven where, yeah. And and if we were in so. that position, I want to be five and eleven. I want to be four and twelve. Why? Absolutely. Because you get a high draft pick. You get a high draft pick. And unless you screw up the pick, you get to bring in a franchise altering talent. And the worst I mean, thing you can be is teetering between seven and nine and eight and eight with no real hope of where to go. Yeah, I don't understand that mentality. Like, I know for some teams, it's probably cool to look at that in the hunt category and feel good. Like, take for instance, so. You know about this easy. My married side of the family is Cleveland, okay? Those, God damn it, that side of the family has suffered. So if they want to bask in the fact that they're in that in-the-hunt category, I applaud them for that, okay? They haven't been to the playoffs since 2002. Hadn't had a winning record, I think, since 2007. So if the fans of the Cleveland Browns want to be fucking happy with just being hovering around the playoffs and possibly making it, I applaud that. It's like in their mind, like just being in the in the hunt category is okay because it's like at least we're playing meaningful games, you know. After years of being just bad, I applaud that. Or, or other teams that are in that, the Lions are actually in that in the hunt category. They're like four and five or wh- whatever it is, you know. And you know how I feel about the in the hunt category. I think it's the stupidest thing ever. But for some teams, I'm I'm okay with y'all being cool with being in that category because you earned it. <laughs> it's stupid and, until you know. That team wins four straight, and the other three teams that were ahead of them lose the game, and then that in the hunt team is in the playoffs. Right, but they're in the playoffs, and right now, if you talk to a Cleveland Browns fan, they'd be like, "Hey, I'd be cool just being in the playoffs. That's cool. We may not go nowhere." But in the case of our, <laughs> in the case of the Falcons, literally, you're not going anywhere. So why are you fighting like? 
that's what I don't understand. Like, I never understood that mentality for certain teams where they were like, well, if we can just get in. Like, if you're a team in the NFC East and you're like, oh, well, you know, if we can just get in, why? So you can get your ass whooped by one of these really good teams that's sitting out here, even the ones that's halfway decent? Like, you really believe that a team like the Eagles or the Giants, you know, any of these NFC East teams that get in the playoffs, that they could beat like the Rams or the Seahawks, and it's like, we're well, any given Sunday. But the point of the playoffs ain't to make the motherfucker, it's to win the Super Bowl. So if you're just getting in there because, oh, well, we made the playoffs, that's bullshit. You think I'm happy that I, that we got three straight division championships with nothing to show for it, no Super Bowl appearances? That shit pisses me the fuck off. So I don't, like I said, I never understood that mentality. Like when Zeno was like, yeah, nine and seven, the division is in play. You're not going anywhere. Why? Why fight? Look, <laughs> why fight it? Just be bad. This is your chance to get better later. So I'm not saying all that to say that the Falcons ain't going to give it they all on Sunday because they are. They're going to bring it. They want to fuck us up badly, all right? It'll be the, it was the same way when the, the season after Bounty Gate in uh, 2012 when, when they were 5-0 and and they came to the Dome and we beat them. It's like they want to still prove that, hey, look, we can still hang with the good teams out here. We can beat them. Let's go show it. And for me, this is a team to be taken very seriously. Not that they're a good team, not that they have anything that scares me. It's because simply it's the damn Falcons and they have to be taken seriously because they fuck up everything. They're always in the way where they shouldn't be all the time, all right? You know what they're like? Right. They're like when you have kids and you're trying to make love to your wife, but yet the kids won't leave you the fuck alone. That's the Falcons. They won't leave you alone. They need to go away and stay there, okay? They need to go away. And the only way to make them go away is to whip that ass. But it ain't going to be easy. They're not going to make it easy. I'm saying this right now, you know, because last year we didn't have the show going. We, were, we weren't on the air. But I was screaming it to anybody who would listen last year, Easy. I said, everybody was on my timeline talking about, oh, the Falcons, they sorry, this easy money. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. All of you, all of you shut up, every single one of you. It's the damn Falcons. You better get your ass serious. But more importantly, the Saints better have their ass serious. And what happened? What happened? All that week, what was I screaming, Easy? What was I screaming? Take them they, 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 Yeah, they saved Dan Quinn's job for a little bit. Okay. A little bit. We, okay. Did you see the look on my face? Because we watched that game together, man. Did you see the look on my face while that shit was popping up? All right? I'm like, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? They all of a sudden, they had a pass rush. And if we're not careful, and it has nothing to do with Drew Brees, I'm just saying in general, if Sean Payton don't have their ass in gear, Raheem Morris is trying to prove that he deserves to be a coach again. The Falcons feel like they got something to prove and nothing better that will make them feel better and their fan base than to fuck us up. It cannot happen. We cannot have that. If we're trying to get to where we need to go to, which is Tampa in February, we need to win this game, period. We need to win this game. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, I think we're going to win. Like, I'm just going to go out there and say it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. But I, I just want to make this one point real quick, and then, you know, we can move on uh, to something else. But you can blame the 2010 Seattle Seahawks, um, both Giants teams, um, that won Super Bowls recently. Um, 
last year's Minnesota Vikings. There's a few teams that you can blame for this. Well, if we get in, we have a chance. And here's the thing. The odds are never really in your favor, but in the sport of football, man, any the term any given Sunday is a real thing because on any given Sunday, you can get your ass whooped by a team that has no business beating you, but if they came prepared or they, you know, take advantage of a matchup that they have the advantage on, you know, you can lose. So that's the only reason why a lot of people are like, well, shit, if we win and get in, you know, let's just see what happens. Because in football, you just never know. Like, whereas but, I feel like in basketball or baseball, it's, I mean, again, upsets happen in those sports. But it's a lot more, hey, we know how this is going to happen or how this is going to work out. So let's go ahead and just kind of prepare for it. Right. But my argument with that is, is that, and then we we can we can keep it moving because I know we got one guy to go coming up here. Is you look at those teams that you mentioned about? Hey, this team won a game. This is they all had something special with them that allowed them to be great in that aspect. So you got a once in a lifetime running back talent with those 2010 Seahawks that beat us with Marshawn Lynch, who's one of the hardest runners you'll ever see in your life, who initiated contact. It would knock your ass right out. The Giants who won those two Super Bowls have the one thing that I crave more than anything with the team, and that's a pass rush, and they ain't even got the blitz to do it. They can rush four, they can rush three, and they can get in your quarterback's face. Um, You could talk about that Ravens team that was a wild card team. You had a hot quarterback and a defense that was playing great, and they were all in a groove. But I ask you, not to be that guy, but what's special about the Falcons where they could think, oh, we can go down to seven and get in, and then what? What's special about him? Julio Jones is special. Where's the rest of the special? Name it. I'm waiting, and we'll be waiting. Where's the rest of the special? I'm sure that, you know, probably Debo will come on and name some obscure guy that's like, hey, man, this guy's a special talent. Where is the X factor at that would tell you that them or, let's say, a team like Dallas or any of these other teams that's around here, like, if they get in, what's special about them that can have them go on the run? Nothing, absolutely nothing. I'm sorry to be that guy, but it's nothing. It really isn't. And I know it's harsh, but it's just the true reality. Those teams have something special, and the fact that we're discussing teams that have no shot, it just it doesn't fit. Nobody in the NFC East has a shot. Nobody else in the NFC South outside of the Buccaneers and us has a chance at anything. Um, it's a handful of squads, and we could talk about that because I'm pretty sure we're going to end up going through a car wash of uh, – either being on somebody else's podcast or on our own show discussing this game. Cause I know that we're probably going to end up talking to Debo again for sure. And I know that we'll be, um, I know we'll be talking with easy talk. I know I can, I can feel it coming. It's like this game coming around. Can't you just feel the fact that we're going to be having a conversation about this sooner rather than later? Can't you see it? Yes. I, I just need us on the winning side of it. Um, are you willing to make a prediction? What What is 16 gut? say or do you just not want to jinx it and just watch it unfold oh well first off i can't think of any radio worse than prediction radio so i'm gonna abstain from that just due to the fact that i hate when people predict games because it's the most it's the, it's just no and no disrespect to our boys on zz talk uh, who do a pick them every week so i'm just saying that me sitting here saying 
who I think is going to win is kind of irrelevant. I just know that we better fucking win. How about that? <laughs> well, that's about as close as we're going to get to a prediction for you, so we'll take it. I also hate when they pick the score, too. Like, if you're going to pick a winner, pick a winner. But yeah, when they yeah, be picking you, the you score, it. Unless, unless you unless you in Vegas, you know, trying to win some money, let, let's not do the score route. You're just trying too hard at that point. Please do not do that. All right. Again, so unless you're in Vegas talked, or you're doing a pick em game. We could have talked sports for another 100 years because that would have got me riled up. I mean, my God. I mean, my timeline, it, oh, this rise up shit. Like, bro, like, why can't they just lose and go away? They always got to talk. Like, just go, you, you're, you're, just go away, please. Atlanta Falcons fans, your team is not good. I know that this game is a big deal between us. I get it. But you're, you're not good and you're not going anywhere. Just be quiet. Get on my goddamn nerves. Go away. What, what's their record? What are they, three and six? Some shit? Uh, something like that. Go away. Go away. But you know what I don't want to go away? Well, it's one that's going to have to go away. It's your one got to go segment. Take it away, sir. All right. So, in the spirit of talking about sports, I figure we might as well, uh, me and you, debate sports drinks. And, you know, I figured this is a topic that me and you know very well because uh, we talk about these from time to time. So we got uh, four choices, um, and the choices are Gatorade, Powerade. Lost. Hold on, forgot the other one. All right, there we go. We got Gatorade, Powerade, Vitamin Water, and Propel. So uh, off the rip, Gatorade stand. You may proceed. Okay. So, I, I see uh, noticing a pattern with these one gotta goals with you is that these are excellent, by the way, the, all of them that you do. But see, I've never had Propel before. So, does this change up things where I have to do one gotta go out of the other three that I've actually had? Um, so, you're saying you haven't had one of these? Yeah, I've never had Propel before. Really? No. Um, yeah, so I guess out of the three then. Well, first off, before I get into that, what was that thing that you gave me last time I was at your crib that I drank that was real refreshing? See, I would have put it in here, it. but, you know, I didn't know if the, if the cast had it. But that's body armor. Okay, okay. And, oh, yeah, I and forgot Pepsi's this was planned to competition have everybody. Yeah, Pepsi's competition to that is um, it's called Bolt 24. Both of them are outstanding, by the way. But I didn't know how many okay. people had actually tried it, so okay. Tried to I forgot this was, this the, was uh, built around this was built around having the whole cast here and not just the two of us. Um, okay. So for the sake of the three that's that's left that I have had, um, it's gonna be vitamin water, and it's not that I don't enjoy vitamin water because I find vitamin water to be tasty, but I only like one flavor of. Vitamin water. It's the, uh, the yellow one. Uh, it's uh, I forget what the name of it is. Um, it's like the citrus. Uh, oh shit, man! I can't remember the name of it, but it's the yellow one. It's very tasty. I like it a lot. But again, it's the only flavor of it that I like. On the flip, 
Gatorade and Powerade, you can go many different ways with that. More Powerade than Gatorade. But out of those three, it would be vitamin water. But only because I have to choose one. But I like all three. All right. Well, I guess there's not going to be a lot of controversy tonight because I agree with you. And you basically made my point for me. Vitamin water is disgusting. And anybody that likes it, I need to talk to you. I want to know why do you're, you like this? Your niece because just texted me because she, she overheard me. She, she said, because she likes dragon fruit, the dragon fruit vitamin water. Uh, okay. Did, did she want to chime in? or? <laughs> <laughs> She's waving me off. Like, uh, hmm. uh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with my niece on that one because vitamin water is disgusting. And the only one that I would think about drinking is the dragon fruit one and even that one is not that great I mean you know they're making money you know I know 50 cents made a you know a couple billion or whatever off of it you know kudos to him but that shit is disgusting and don't at me on it and if you truly love vitamin water I just want to talk to you and you know you can name me three things that you love about vitamin water that you can't get with any of these other products that we've mentioned I'm, I'm well, pretty sure you're not gonna, we're not going to have a long conversation about it. Well, okay, so this is the thing. I don't know that vitamin water is necessarily a sports drink in that manner. It's more of just a drink. So, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that people are drinking vitamin water while they're playing basketball. At least, not that I've seen. You either got Gatorade or Powerade or something to that effect of that. Um, okay, so so some people besides our niece, somebody. Somebody you know is like, yo, when you stop by the gas station, can you grab me a vitamin water? Yeah, it happens around here. I, you, again, I, I, excluding, excluding the fam, man. <laughs> no, I hadn't really heard. I hadn't. I, okay. So, would you, okay. So, when we play ball together, would you be disappointed if I, you know, I walk back to the house and I come back with drinks and I'm like, hey, hey, man. Here's a vitamin water. Would you be legitimately irritated? Like, what the fuck is this, man? Well, I'm not an asshole, so I'm going to drink this shit. <laughs> and I'm probably going to tell you. Because <laughs> if we're at the point where you're going to the house to grab drinks, we're probably exhausted. So I'm going to chug it. I might not like it, but it's, I'm going to drink it. So you're saying it's definitely... So you just don't like the taste. You, you, you're just not feeling it. Like, the taste of it just does nothing for you. Yeah, I just, so, I just don't I mean, like so, it. So what is so Propel? I mean, now I'm interested in trying it because it, it's something that I haven't tried yet. So it's on the list of I just wouldn't know what so, flavor. I mean, unless they got the default. Pro, Propel is basically healthy flavored water, if that can be a thing. Now there's a lot of people that'll tell you, well, you know, any flavor or something added to water is not water anymore. Look, let's save that debate for another day. Propel's pretty good. It's basically flavored water, but it's healthy for you. It's got added electrolytes so like, and stuff like that. Is it like Clearly Canadian? Are you too young for Clearly Canadian? Are you too young for that? Yeah, probably so. Okay. So Clearly Canadian was... Uh flavored water, you know, mid-90s, 
strawberry was the flavor of choice with that. Um, I don't care what anybody says. Look, water is water whether you got flavor in it or not. And also, they could say that, but also the root of all these drinks, you can't start them off without water. They all got water in them. So that guy who uh, who tries to tell you about, well, anything that you add to water isn't water, that person's an asshole. And you can tell him I said that. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, oh, God. That's funny. My, so my, my one got to go with this one based on what I've had so far is vitamin water easy also says it's vitamin water I actually like vitamin water easy says vitamin water can go to hell but I'll tell you one thing if I know one thing that one thing that is never going to hell and that is this one gotta go segment it's here to stay on the radio show you get the high budget applause alright so before we Put a bow on this thing and get into random here, Easy. Wanted to run across a couple of things of housekeeping on air. Um, if you are someone or someone you know is an aspiring artist or business owner or, you know, you're somebody, you wrote a book, whatever it is you have going on, we're always looking to interview up-and-coming guests who want to put their information out there to people and, you know, let their story be told. Uh, email us, the radio show inbox at gmail.com or you can send us a DM on Instagram at it's the radio show. All right. We're also on Facebook. Just search for the radio show. All right. So you can contact. Oh, we also have a text number. You can text us six, seven, eight, eight hundred one, six, seven, seven. So that goes for anybody. Like I said, do you think, you know, you want to be a guest, you know, somebody who you could suggest that we should be talking to. Also, if you are a musical artist, you heard some music on this very show. You want to submit your music, send it to us. Again, the radio show inbox at gmail.com. Or, again, send us a DM on Instagram at it's the radio show. Um, as far as the aftermath, we got, we're working on getting some, um, some other guests ourselves. Like, we're like, I don't want to use the word in negotiation because that's a little bit deep, but we are talking to some people about coming on. And easy, man. Guess who's coming on the show real soon, man? We talked about it. We kind of got it in stone, man. It's going to trip you out, man. But our old man is coming on here, man, to talk about his career in radio. And he wrote a book. He's going to talk about that, too. So we haven't nailed down a date yet. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to convince him to come on camera, but he's coming on the aftermath. That should be interesting. It definitely will be. Um, and shout out to Dad for actually being productive in retirement. Instead of just sitting on the couch yes. watching TV. Which is exactly what I cannot wait to do. They're like, oh, when you retire, you got to find something to do. My something to do is going to be having my ass on the couch with the biggest bag of Doritos you can put in front of me. And I'm going to just sit there. And I, I also, I would not be one of those those people who are old who wake up at 4 in the morning. I've been waiting all my life to sleep till 4 in the afternoon. So I would not be waking up early either. But, yes, um, Dad's coming on, and I, I couldn't like it was it's like I couldn't believe he actually agreed to it. Like I kind of floated it out there, like I know we've been talking about. It. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, that's cool. Sounds good." I'm like, "What? For real? You gonna do it?" He said, "Yeah." So we're gonna nail it down, and that should be a, a a fun conversation. I'm probably gonna have to explain. Don't at me to him like off the air, like several weeks from now, like beforehand. I'm not saying that he's old and going to forget, but I just do such a bad job of explaining it that I should probably take the time to explain it to him. Yeah. 
problem. You know, dad is a dad is like a magic eight ball. You just you just don't know what current references he's gonna get and which ones are gonna go clean over his head. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. That's the part that scares me. Also, the part that could uh, potentially uh, have some embarrassing stories for the two of us, because Lord knows we don't need any ammunition to have embarrassing things happen on the show, especially for me. But, you know, it is what it is. I deal with it. We'll deal with it. But it will be fun. So, and anything that can't be solved by three generations, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what to say, but I'm looking forward to that. All right, Easy. Enough yapping with that part. We come down to the end of the show. We're random. And this point is like random has become just something for you to rant about that comes to mind. So, Easy, what's on your mind, man? What's randomly going on in that head of yours? <clears throat> Five-year hiatus. I am now okay with anybody this year for Christmas giving me cologne as a Christmas gift. It has been five years, but I have finally used up all the cologne and body sprays that you easily (laughs) bought as a quick gift to just give me, just to save face. I've used all of it. And now I am willing to accept those gifts again because I need some more. And I will not give you the thank eye if you do in fact, give me the wannabe pack from Walmart with the body spray and the cologne and whatever else is in there. I need some more, so I'm actually going to take it this year. That is my random. I'm dead. Um, I am deceased. <laughs> After a five Just ran out, bro. So I'm it, is, it is A-OK for you to give it to me for Christmas this year. So, so first off, let me just tell you that – you got me, because I was on the edge of my seat. When I heard this five-year hiatus, I was, like, sitting up in my chair, like, wait a minute. What's he saying? I ought to say that you're out of your hastily bought cologne, you jackass. I really thought that you were breaking news here. But um, uh, anything you want to suggest? Not that I'm writing it down, but anything that you suggest for that? No, no, no. Again, look, not that I'm look, writing it down. Look, 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 look. You're not getting the easy way out on this one. This is for, like, you know... All, all of the, you know, distant family friends or the people you claim as cousins that give you a gift just because, those are the people I'm talking about. You know, I'm looking at you. you. You bought that cologne pack last year on December 26th because it was half off. And you said, I'm going to give this to a bunch of people next year for Christmas. You, that's who I'm talking to. Uh, they're, or the regifter. They got it. It was like, I don't want this shit. Like somebody giving you a fruitcake. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Who eats fruitcake? I got to give this to somebody. Hastily bought. That's the key word. Hastily bought. All right. You had me on that Somebody has re-gifted you a fruitcake? No. No. What I'm saying is is that if somebody were to give you a fruitcake, you probably would be like, wow, how do I get rid of this? I know what I could do. I could give it away to somebody. People be re-gifting stuff they don't want all the time. They just... Package that shit up and be like, well, let me get this out. Let me get to get rid of this. Fruitcake. Nobody eats that shit. All right. So here's here's my random reason. So I'm continuing in with my series of going in on social media because it gives me um, so much material. So my random is, so this term, 
late post. Let me explain something to you. It's not late if no one was looking for or expecting it. So there's no need to apologize. We weren't sitting on the edge of our seat waiting for your unposted pick because we weren't expecting them. So don't say sorry for the late post. We don't care. Thanks. I'm just saying. <laughs> so instead of the fashion police, 16 is the social media police because I feel like you have you hate something about every person on your timeline, no matter how big or small. There's something that irks you about every person on your timeline. No, that is that is not true. That that's only partially true. There are some people who are excellent followers who can do no wrong on social media in my eyes. I can name you a couple of them. One of them is a cast member, Cujo, excellent follower on all walks of social media. Okay, look at Devo. What wrong does Devo do on social media? Zero. He's gonna talk shit to you. You're about good at social. Yeah, but I'm saying it's all in good fun. You're good at social media. Yeah, I know. I'm just trolling. It's several. Yeah, but then you know, it's like. You don't be on there like, hey, sorry, late post. Yeah, don't care. We don't. Oh, also, let me just toss this out there, too. People in your birthday countdown, stop, please. We we, we can read. Facebook lets you know when the birthday is. We don't we don't need, hey, it's 14 days to my birthday. It's, no, no. Let me do one better. It's an obscure day. It's like, hey, it's 26 days until my birthday. Good to know. Thanks. You're still getting not, that HBD. Not to be that guy, but. I forgot a lot of y'all's birthdays, and if Facebook ain't notify me, I would have slipped forgot. <laughs> so you can thank Facebook for the text or the post that you get about your birthday, because Lord knows I'd be forgetting it. HBD. That's like the minimum, right? Oh, my God. The HBD. You want to talk about a cop-out. That is the Hey Beautiful of Happy Birthday post. I'm guilty. Uh, abo- I do good morning, beautiful. This is a good morning, beautiful bird. Man, I'm I'm guilty because I I do you this stuff. And I don't mean no have a device that spells out the words for you. Why? So you're saying that's like the next level of lazy is the three letter. Number one, it's lazy, and number two, it's literally the equivalent of the good morning, beautiful text. Oh no! You mean I'm to tell me that you type in H A, your keyboard's not gonna type happy for you? Are you that lazy? Or do you just really hate that person? Damn, I've been called out. I think it's the last. You know what I when expect- I see HBD, I feel like that person doesn't like that person. So why even tell them happy birthday then? I just told a good buddy of mine, no, did I write it? No, I wrote it out. I told, I said happy birthday. Yeah, I wrote it out. Okay. So, so does that so mean the people that I did HBD to, I hate them? But you don't write it out for other people. I just, it's just a quick way of doing it. That's I want to make sure to give them birthday. Damn, have I become? No, nah, that's not. Nah. That don't mean I just like them or I don't like them any. No, that's not the case. I I just did an HBD for somebody today that I really like. That's like a really. That's like a friend of mine. You know, he's like. So why did almost so why did they get that, but the other person got it spelled out? I don't know. I try to switch it up. Like you get happy birthday and you get HBD. Enjoy your day. I just try to switch it up. If I'm telling you happy birthday, I actually like. I'm not just doing it to do it. If I tell you happy birthday, I like you. Like, we're cool. So, yeah, but I can't not... say that this is a good one. <laughs> if I'm the person that got HBD, and then <laughs> I look at Susie, whose birthday is the same day as mine, and you put happy birthday and spelled it out with a few exclamation points, I'm hitting you up. Like, hey, bro, we beefing? What's up? 
No, or it could be nothing. That, that's the alternative. It could be like, it's your birthday. It's like, well, okay. Like, if I'm telling you happy birthday on social media, we're cool. Let me just say that. No matter how I say it, whether it's HBD or happy birthday or whatever I'm putting on there, if I'm telling you happy birthday, that means we're good. We're cool. So don't get it twisted. I'm just saying. Or birthday countdown. you're bored at work and you just want to be like, yo, HBD. No. You pay me a too much of a jackass. And you give me too much credit for doing stuff when I'm bored. I very rarely get bored at at, at work. I still think so, HBD is uh you don't fuck with him. Nah, that's not the case, man. It's like I'm telling you, having broken hands with a prime cool. minister that he does. He's trying to leave. He got so triggered he dropped. But uh, we thank y'all for listening. Check us out on all the streaming platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer. I mean, we just got added to a bunch of other ones that I can't even remember. But we appreciate y'all. Thanks for downloading, listening, all the support, social media. We thank y'all. Oh. (laughs) Easy, man. You were so passionate about your take that you cut yourself off at the end of the show. Yeah, uh, apparently my phone's on shut the fuck up so there you have it well there you have it well man this was fun man this was like you know nice little impromptu not really the aftermath but you know it's cool man hopefully we'll have the whole crew back next week but thank y'all for listening